Section 3 of The Adventures of Jimmy Skunk. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Leader. The Adventures of Jimmy Skunk by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter 9 Jimmy Visits Johnny Chuck's Old House. Jimmy Skunk was smiling as he ambled towards the old house of Johnny Chuck near the foot of the hill. There was no one near to see him, and this made him smile still more. You see, the odor of that perfume which he had thrown at Reddy Fox just a little while before was very, very strong there, and Jimmy knew that until that had disappeared, no one would come near the place because it was so unpleasant for everyone. To Jimmy himself it wasn't unpleasant at all, and he couldn't understand why other people disliked it so. He had puzzled over that a great deal. He was glad that it was so, because on account of it everyone treated him with respect, and took special pains not to quarrel with him. "'I guess it's a good thing that old Mother Nature didn't make us all alike,' said he to himself. I think there must be something the matter with their noses, and I suppose they think there is something the matter with mine. But there isn't, not a thing. Hello, there is Johnny Chuck's old house just ahead of me. Now we will see what we shall see. He walked softly as he drew near to the old house. If Peter was way down inside, it wouldn't matter how he approached. But if Peter should happen to be only just inside the doorway, he might take it into his head to run if he should hear footsteps, particularly if those footsteps were not heavy enough to be those of Reddy or Granny Fox or Old Man Coyote. Jimmy didn't intend to give Peter a chance to do any such thing. If Peter once got outside that old house, his long legs would soon put him beyond Jimmy's reach, and Jimmy knew it. If he was to give Peter the fright that he had made up his mind to give him, he would first have to get him where he couldn't run away. So Jimmy walked as softly as he knew how, and approached the old house in such a way as to keep out of sight of Peter, should he happen to be lying so as to look out of the doorway. At last he reached a position where with one jump he could land right on the doorstep. He waited a few minutes and cocked his head on one side to listen. There wasn't a sound to tell him whether Peter was there or not. Then lightly he jumped over to the doorstep and looked in at the doorway. There was no Peter to be seen. If he is here, he is way down inside, thought Jimmy. I wonder if he is really here. I think I'll look about a bit before I go in. Now, the doorstep was of sand, as Johnny Chuck's doorsteps always are. Almost at once Jimmy chuckled. There were Peter's tracks, and they pointed straight towards the inside of Johnny Chuck's old house. Jimmy looked carefully, but not a single track pointing the other way could he find. Then he chuckled again. <laughs> this scamp is here, all right, he muttered. He hid here and watched all that happened, and then decided to lie low and wait until he was sure that the way was clear and no one could see him. In this Jimmy was partly right and partly wrong, as you and I know. He stared down the long, dark doorway a minute. Then he made up his mind. I'll go down and make Peter a call, and I won't bother to knock, 
he chuckled and poked his head inside the doorway. But that was as far as Jimmy Skunk went. Yes, sir, that was just as far as Jimmy Skunk went. You see, no sooner did he start to enter that old house of Johnny Chuck's than he was met by a lot of those yellow jackets, and they were in a very bad temper. Jimmy Skunk knows all about yellow jackets and the sharp little lances they carry in their tails. He has the greatest respect for them. He backed out in a hurry and actually hurried away to a safe distance. Then he sat down to think. After a little he began to chuckle again. <laughs> I know what happened, said he, talking to himself. Peter Rabbit popped into that doorway. Those yellow jackets just naturally got after him. He didn't dare come out for fear of Reddy Fox and me, and so he went on down to Jimmy Chuck's old bedroom. And he's down there now, wondering how ever he is to get out without getting stung. I reckon I don't need to scare Peter to pay him for that joke. I reckon he's been punished already. End of chapter 9 Chapter 10. Peter Rabbit is most uncomfortable. If ever anyone was sorry for having played pranks on other folks, that one was Peter Rabbit. I am afraid it wasn't quite the right kind of sorrow. You see, he wasn't sorry because of what had happened to Jimmy Skunk and Reddy Fox, but because of what happened to himself. There he was, down in the bedroom of Johnny Chuck's old house, smarting and aching all over from the sharp little lances of the yellow jackets who had driven him down there before he had a chance to see what happened to reddy fox that was bad enough but what troubled peter more was that thought that he couldn't get out without once again facing those hot-tempered yellow jackets peter wished with all his might that he had known about their home in johnny chuck's old house before he ever thought of hiding there but wishes of that kind are about the most useless things in the world. They wouldn't help him now. He had so many aches and smarts that he didn't see how he could stand a single one more, and yet he couldn't see how he was going to get out without receiving several more. All at once he had a comforting thought. He remembered that Johnny Chuck usually has a back door. If that were the case here, he would be all right. He would find out. Cautiously he poked his head out of the snug bedroom. There was the long hall down which he had come. And there, yes, sir, there was another hall. It must be the way to the back door. Carefully Peter crept up it. Funny, thought he, that I don't see any light ahead of me. And then he bumped his nose. Yes, sir, Peter bumped his nose against the end of that hall. You see... It was an old house, and like most old houses, it was rather a tumble-down affair. Anyway, the back door had been blocked with a great stone, and the walls of the back hall had fallen in. There was no way out there. Sadly, Peter backed out to the little bedroom. He could wait until night, and perhaps then the yellow jackets would be asleep, and he could steal out the front way without getting any more stings. Meanwhile, he would try to get a nap and forget his aches and pains. Hardly had Peter curled up for that nap when he heard a voice. It sounded as if it came from a long way off, but he knew just where it came from. It came from the doorway of that old house. He knew, too, whose voice it was. 
It was Jimmy Skunk's voice. I know where you are, Peter Rabbit, said the voice, and I know why you are hiding down there. I know, too, how it happened that I was rolled down in that barrel. I'm just giving you a little warning, Peter. There are a lot of very angry yellow jackets up here, as you will find out if you try to come out before dark. I'm going away now, but I'm going to come back about dark to wait for you. I may want to play a little joke on you to pay you back for the one you played on me. That put an end to Peter's hope of a nap. He shivered as he thought of what might happen to him if Jimmy Skunk should catch him. What with his aches and pains from the stings of the yellow jackets and fear of being caught by Jimmy Skunk, it was quite impossible to sleep. He was almost ready to face those yellow jackets rather than wait and meet Jimmy Skunk. Twice he started up the long hall, but turned back. He just couldn't stand any more stings. Oh, he was miserable. Yes, sir, he was miserable and most uncomfortable in both body and mind. I wish I'd never thought of that joke, he half sobbed. I thought it was a great joke, but it wasn't. It was a horrid, mean joke. Why, oh, why did I ever think of it? Meanwhile, Jimmy Skunk had gone off, chuckling. End of chapter 10 Chapter 11 Jimmy Skunk Keeps His Word Keep your word whate'er you do, and to your inmost self be true. When Jimmy Skunk shouted down the hall of Johnny Chuck's old house to Peter Rabbit that he would come back at dark, he was half-joking. He did it to make Peter uneasy and to worry him. The truth is, Jimmy was no longer angry at all. He had quite recovered his good nature and was very much inclined to laugh himself over Peter's trick. But he felt that it wouldn't do to let Peter off without some kind of punishment, and so he decided to frighten Peter a little. He knew that Peter wouldn't dare come out during the daytime because of the yellow jackets whose home was just inside the doorway of that old house, and he knew that Peter wouldn't dare face him, for he would be afraid of being treated as Reddy Fox had been. So that is why he told Peter that he was coming back at dark. He felt that if Peter was kept a prisoner in there for a while, all the time worrying about how he was to get out, he would be very slow to try such a trick again. As Jimmy ambled away to look for some beetles, he chuckled and chuckled and chuckled. <laughs> I guess that by this time Peter wishes he hadn't thought of that joke on Reddy and myself, said he, and perhaps I'll go back there tonight, and perhaps I won't. He won't know whether I do or not, and he won't dare come out. Then he stopped and scratched his head thoughtfully. Then he sighed. Then he scratched his head again and once more sighed. <sighs> I really don't want to go back there tonight, he muttered, but I guess I'll have to. I said I would, and so I'll have to do it. I believe in keeping my word. If I shouldn't, and some day he should find it out, he wouldn't believe me the next time I happened to say I would do a thing. Yes, sir, I'll have to go back. There is nothing like making people believe that when you say a thing, you mean it. There is nothing like keeping your word to make people respect you. 
Being naturally rather lazy, Jimmy decided not to go any farther than the edge of the old orchard, which was only a little way above Johnny Chuck's old house, where Peter was a prisoner. There Jimmy found a warm, sunny spot and curled up for a nap. In fact, he spent all the day there. When jolly, round, red Mr. Sun went to bed behind the purple hills and the black shadows came trooping across the green meadows, Jimmy got up, yawned, chuckled, and then slowly ambled down to Johnny Chuck's old house. A look at the footprints in the sand on the doorstep told him that Peter had not come out. Jimmy sat down and waited until it was quite dark. Then he poked his head in at the doorway. The Yellow Jackets had gone to bed for the night. "'Come out, Peter! I'm waiting for you!' he called down the hall and made his voice sound as angry as he could. But inside he was chuckling. And then Jimmy Skunk calmly turned and went about his business. He had kept his word. As for Peter Rabbit, that had been one of the very worst days he could recall. He had ached and smarted from the stings of the Yellow Jackets, he had worried all day long about what would happen to him if he did meet Jimmy Skunk, and he was hungry. He had had just a little bit of hope, and this was that Jimmy Skunk wouldn't come back when it grew dark. He had crept part way up the hall at the first hint of night and stretched himself out to wait until he could be sure that those dreadful yellow jackets had gone to sleep. He had just about made up his mind that it was safe for him to scamper out when Jimmy Skunk's voice came down the hall to him. Oh, poor Peter! The sound of that voice almost broke his heart. He has come back! He's kept his word! He half sobbed as he once more went back to Johnny Chuck's old bedroom. There he stayed nearly all the rest of the night, though his stomach was so empty it ached. Just before it was time for Mr. Sun to rise, Peter ventured to dash out of Johnny Chuck's old house. He got past the home of the Yellow Jackets safely, for they were not yet awake. With his heart in his mouth, he sprang out of the doorway. Jimmy Skunk wasn't there. With a sigh of relief, Peter started for the dear, safe old briar patch, lipperty-lipperty-lip, as fast as he could go. "'I'll never, never play another joke,' he said, over and over again as he ran. End of chapter 11 Chapter 12 Jimmy Skunk and Unc' Billy Possum Meet Jimmy Skunk ambled along down the lone little path through the green forest. He didn't hurry. Jimmy never does hurry. Hurrying and worrying are two things he leaves for his neighbors. Now and then Jimmy stopped to turn over a bit of bark or a stick, hoping to find some fat beetles. But it was plain to see that he had something besides fat beetles on his mind. Up the lone little path through the green forest shuffled Unc' Billy Possum. He didn't hurry. It was too warm to hurry. Unlike Jimmy Skunk, he does hurry sometimes, does Unc' Billy, especially when he suspects that Bowser the Hound is about. And sometimes Unc' Billy does worry. You see, there are people who think that Unc' Billy would make a very good dinner. Unc' Billy doesn't think he would. Anyway, he has no desire to have the experiment tried. So, occasionally, when he discovers one of these people who think he would make a good dinner, he worries a little. But just now Unc' Billy was neither hurrying nor worrying. 
there was no need of doing either, and Unc Billy never does anything that there is no need of doing. So Unc Billy shuffled up the lone little path, and Jimmy Skunk ambled down the lone little path, and right at a bend in the lone little path they met. Jimmy Skunk grinned. Hello, Unc Billy, said he. Have you seen any fat beetles this morning? Unc Billy grinned. Good morning, Brer Skunk, he said. I can't rightly say I have. I had it on my mind to ask you the same thing. Jimmy sat down and looked at Unc Billy with twinkling eyes. His grin grew broader and became a chuckle. <laughs> Unc Billy, said he, have you ever in your life combed your hair or brushed your coat? You know, Unc Billy usually looks as if every hair was trying to point in a different direction from every other hair, while Jimmy Skunk always appears as neat as if he spent half his time brushing and smoothing his handsome black and white coat. Unc Billy's eyes twinkled. <laughs> I reckons I did such a thing once or twice when I was very small, Brer Skunk, said he, without a trace of a smile. But it seems to me a powerful waste of time. I have more important things to worry about. By the way, Brer Skunk, did you ever run away from anybody in all your life? Jimmy looked surprised at the question. He scratched his head thoughtfully. Hmm, not that I remember of, said he after a little. Most folks run away from me, he added with a little throaty chuckle. Those who don't run away always are polite and step aside. It may be that when I was a very little fellow, and didn't know much about the great world and the people who live in it, I might have run away from someone, but if I did, I can't remember it. Why do you ask, Unc Billy? Oh, no reason in particular, Brer Skunk, no reason in particular. Uh, only, I wonder sometimes if you ever realize how lucky you are. If I never had to worry about my hungry neighbors, I reckons perhaps I might brush my coat oftener. Unc Billy's eyes twinkled more than ever. Weary, replied to Jimmy Skunk sagely, is the result of being unprepared. Anybody who is prepared has no occasion to worry. Just think it over, Unc Billy. It was Unc Billy's turn to scratch his head thoughtfully. I fear I don't quite get your meaning, Brer Skunk, said he. "'Sit down, Uncle Billy, and I'll explain,' replied Jimmy. End of chapter 12 and end of section 3 Recording by John Leader, Bloomington, Illinois